Welcome to the Mastering Mindfulness Institute, a place to stop diet sabotage and create a life of balance. I'm your host, Gina Werfel, registered dietitian and master of human nutrition. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, I wanted to dig a little bit more into what do you do if you have trauma and it is triggering your emotional eating or your eating. A while back, I recorded a podcast on what is trauma and could it be impacting our eating? This was a really great episode so that you could understand what happens when we have bad traumatic experiences in our past. And it could range anywhere from something very extreme and intense. It was very difficult to deal with to just how you interpreted life at the time and maybe have triggered or left an imprint in you. And today you are still responding to that past experience. So if you want to understand those concepts and you didn't listen to it, go back. It was a little, little ways back. Actually, it was probably probably about 10 to 15 episodes back from this one where I dig into like, what exactly is trauma? So you can understand it, not just from this out there woo perspective, but like what's actually happening in our body when we have an experience that leaves uh, an imprint on us emotionally. And that kind of stays with us. If it see, if it goes undealt with or unprocessed. And then what we talk about is how that actually drives our eating choices today, because our body is still living in this survival state. So I wanted to follow up on that podcast because I actually, since then have had some people say like, I do actually realize I've had some really hard stuff in my past. I've had traumatic experiences or really difficult situations in my past that were very hard to process and deal with. And so some people may have had those experiences and they are, they, they don't even remember, they don't have memories of it, but they know that something happened or they're just afraid to go back and relive those memories. And so they're left feeling really paralyzed. What do I do? Because I don't actually want to go back into those memories and explore it. And I'm stuck in the past and my body is responding to that trauma in a way that is reliving it every single day. And that's showing up through my eating. So your eating might just be the the way that you're eating, the way that you're trying to cope with certain feelings in your body. It's just kind of a reflection of your inner state, maybe the inner stress or inner chaos that's going on still inside of you. So some people are left with, what do I do now? Now, before I jump into what do we do about this? I just want to say, this is not psychological services. I'm not a psychologist. If you have a lot of trauma and you need help with it, please get the mental and emotional support that you're looking for. So I just want to say that this is not psychological counseling here. This is not um, that, but I do want to share how do I navigate that with people, especially if it is leaving you paralyzed because you don't want to go into those experiences and memories but it feels like your body is still reliving maybe those experiences, or you notice that you are reaching for food to fulfill something that maybe you needed back then. Maybe you needed safety. Maybe you were needing love and, or comfort. There's so many different reasons of why a past experience could trigger what we're needing today. So I want to share with you, how do I go about actually creating a shift in people today? 
and on an emotional level without having to go back and dig into a memory. There is a, there can be usefulness of going back into it uh, with, with a trained professional who knows how to give some guidance, doing some inner child work, but there are really tremendous impactful ways that you can support yourself emotionally that can absolutely change the way that you relate to food today. So here's where you can actually begin is creating some safety by just practicing first to just connect with your body on a regular basis. If you are avoiding yourself, you will stay trapped by your patterns. So first by getting to know your body a little bit, and this can come with a lot of discomfort. So it doesn't mean that you have to go in and exploring and saying, what is my problem? What do I have to do? What's in my mind? You can actually just simply be with your body. It's developing a relationship. So if you're the kind of person that you're like, I can't meditate, I cannot sit still, I cannot just be, and you're a very go, go, go. It doesn't mean that everyone is a go, go, go person because of this, but it's very easy to fill up our lives with busyness in order to avoid the discomfort of silence and being with ourselves and our bodies. And I definitely know this one for sure myself. Um, I, it was really interesting years ago when I had the most disconnection from my body, the biggest fears around going into my emotions and going into my thoughts the biggest fears around that I was the busiest I had ever been in my life. I was so busy. And I always said, I don't have time for anything. I, I don't have time for this. I have to put myself on my, on the back burner. I have to self-sacrifice. I have to get up and do all these things. I have to wake up early. And when I would go to try and sit in the meditation, because it was one of the things that you're supposed to do, I would go into a meditation. I would feel very anxious, very uncomfortable. And all the thoughts would come through my head. I don't have time for this. This is wasting time. I'm bad at this. And I would feel this intense draw to pull my body up and get out of it and leave. I could not leave my eyes closed for five minutes. And I just assumed that means I'm bad at meditating. I'm just not a good meditator. I'll never be good at it. So that was kind of where I was left off with. And then I read this incredible book called The Presence Process that massively changed my life in the way that I meditate. And in this book, they explain that when you are in silence, what happens is all the emotions and the charge, the emotional charge that you've built in your body by suppressing the emotions and the charge from trauma, or when you had that experience that triggered your fight or flight system and you didn't do anything to disarm it or deactivate it when you're in that experience, that emotion and that charge gets stored in the body. So when you go to sit and, and be with your body in silence, that charge and those emotions start to surface into your awareness and it can be really uncomfortable. And so it creates like this internal aggravation in the body. And so what you might end up doing is thinking, I have to go, I don't have time for this. I'm bad at this and feel the discomfort in your body and get up and run from it. So just by allowing ourselves to go into the silence, be with our bodies and be in the discomfort, not thinking and going into memory, but just noticing what uncomfortable sensations are coming up in our bodies. What, when do I feel like I want to get up and run? Can I be with that sensation and explore it and maybe start to welcome things like overwhelming amounts of sadness, fear, 
anger, frustration, lack of you know worthiness, the 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 feelings that feel so awful to feel that that we may have accumulated from past experiences and let them surface from our bodies and trust that it is only an emotion. We don't need to go into memory. We don't have to follow it and track it down. We can just be with what is present and allow allowing it to be in a space of, of love and feeling an emotion. And we realize that these feelings are not as bad as we always thought and feared. One of my favorite quotes comes from the alchemist that the fear of suffering is often greater than the suffering itself. And I see this, I prove this to myself again and again and again, how many times I lived with emotions stuffed and stored into my body that truly made me sick. Like I was actually creating, I think I would have created diseases in my body if I wouldn't have went into the feelings because it built up so much an emotional charge. And I, I noticed that it, my body was gaining weight. I had inflammation. My hormones were off. I felt so erratic in, in my mood, in my happiness. And so I started using things like caffeine just to help me feel up and alive and happy weight loss was a really big struggle. My body did not want to shed weight and it felt like a fight. And so the emotions that were being stored in my body felt like it was creating chaos in my body. And it was so uncomfortable. I felt so out of alignment with my body and I was trying to outrun what I was fearing. I was fearing suffering. I was fearing sadness. I was fearing loneliness and frustration and all these feelings that I didn't want to experience. And that came with some really difficult memories from the past that I didn't even want to go into. And one of the, I mean, the, probably the greatest gift to myself in my entire life that I'm so proud of is having the courage to get help and explore these feelings and trust that it's safe to actually just trust my body and letting it feel whatever it needs to feel. And so I, I definitely want to suggest that if you have a lot of trauma and you don't, you're afraid, what if I trigger this past experience again, you don't have to actually go into that trauma. You can be with that feeling of what is there and allow it to integrate. And some would argue that that is actually all that you need. Uh, the author of the book, The Presence Process, he said, awareness is the only tool that we need for healing and for integration. And so that just means having awareness and allowing these feelings to come up and honoring them and being with them. And then it allows them to move through us. Now, the other part of this is when we have traumatic experiences, maybe you felt like you're safety was threatened, or maybe you weren't getting love from a parent, or maybe something happened that you were really scared. What you can do is instead of going back and reliving the memory, you can connect to what is the feeling that I was really needing at that time and connecting with the feeling that you were always longing for and needing. So if it's the feeling of safety, you can close your eyes, go into a meditation and imagine a person or a place that you feel totally safe. 
and you can explore this a little bit. If that feels challenging, maybe you're like, I've never felt safe my whole life. Maybe you go into a meditation and you imagine yourself walking into a room that's full of white fuzzy pillows and warm blankets and it's, and it's quiet and it's warm and it's nurturing. Maybe it's like a giant fluffy fuzzy nest and you go and you snuggle into it and you imagine what that feeling is for your nervous system or you connect. Maybe you needed the feeling of love. Maybe there was a lot of yelling in your family and it felt, and it created this feeling of I'm not safe and I I don't have love. And you think of a person or something that you just love so much. Maybe you love the sun and the way that the sun feels on your skin. You connect to something that you can connect to that feeling of love, maybe a moment in your life that was so special and you connect to that feeling and you create that feeling in your body. If you're having a hard time connecting to feelings, sometimes this can take practice. Sometimes this can take guidance. Sometimes it's easier to have somebody else guide you into your body. If your body hasn't been a safe place and cultivating that feeling of love, but it first you don't have to go back and relive memories, but a willingness to waken up to life again and feel things. And when trauma happens, a lot of the time we want to go up into our minds and disconnect from our bodies because our bodies are where there's feelings and experience, and it can be a really scary place to be. And so as I was reconnecting with my body and creating trust again, reconnecting to my emotions, I did it very slowly. It was a slow step-by-step process. And I started by just checking in with my body and treating my body like a kid and saying, Hey body, how are you doing? How are we doing Gina? And just kind of slowly and gently checking in. And then I would start doing meditations that would start to slowly connect me to the different places of my body. And so what a lot of my students in mastering mindfulness will find is that when they first came in, they're like, I don't know how to I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what my emotions are, or I'm scared of them. I don't know how to connect to my body. I live in my mind. And over the course of a few weeks, they slowly, as they're ready, as their body gives them permission, begin to connect with it. And what they discover is that the fears that they had around being with their body is not as scary as the fear that they had that they would suffer. The fears of suffering have been so much greater than the actual suffering itself. So don't have to rush anything. You don't have to force yourself to go into your body. You don't have to force yourself to go through and resolve and unpack a trauma. You can be with what is present and allow awareness to be your teacher. Allow it to guide your experience. Being with your experience can be enough to actually shift the way that you relate to food and your body and health. And when you start to integrate those feelings and give yourself what you're needing, the desire to use food for that, to replace it, dissolves on its own. That means no more willpower. That means no more fighting. And you actually just get to create trust with your body. It gets to be your partner. So I know, and my heart feels for you so much. If you're scared, if you're feeling scared to go in and explore, you're scared to do this work, you're afraid of what you might discover in your body. I just can't tell you enough that it's not as scary. It's not as scary as we fear 
the suffering is not what we are is the to the extent of what we're fearing and you can do it in a very gentle and slow way and you have one life we have one life to get to experience our soul and what we're really craving and just thinking about being there for yourself fighting for yourself fighting for love fighting for connection even when it's scary and i just i so passionately share this because i cannot imagine what my life would be like if I continued down the same path. And I had a very defining moment where I was at a crossroads where I was so afraid of unlocking the box of what might be inside of my emotions and my body. And I was so afraid, but I was also living so numb to life. And I didn't feel that spark. I felt that I lost the spark that was inside of me and people could see the difference. I lost the spark. I felt out of alignment with myself and my emotions and my body. And I was getting so far disconnected from my soul that it was hard. It was really, really hard. And I didn't know what the answers were, but I was really sad and really struggling. And so I just, today I feel so much inner freedom in my body and it's the most it's the greatest compliment when people see me today and they say like, gosh, like, I feel you. I feel that you've done the work. I feel you feel you radiate, you radiate yourself. And I feel you and you just feel so naturally rested and happy. And the way that when, you know, one of my friends who I hadn't seen in about a year just said to me, you know, I feel the shift that you've made from doing this inner work, you feel so at peace. And I feel how your body has naturally shifted. And I know that it's not because you've been punishing yourself with restrictive exercise or restrictive dieting and exercise. I feel this inner freedom in you that has just naturally shifted. And it was the greatest compliment because I do, I have had that experience and it's been so beautiful and so rewarding. And for someone else to recognize it is like, this is magic. And this is where it is all worth it. And where I can put my hand to my heart and just say like, thank you, Gina. Thank you for leaning into your fears and being so afraid of your emotions and what might come up, but being willing to ask for help, ask for a lot of help. I got a lot of help from mentors and people who could help gently walk me into my body and teach me it's okay when you're ready to feel the feelings it's not as scary as you think. So if you've been holding off and you feel like you are drifting from your soul and you're losing your spark, come back to it, fight for yourself and keep leaning into the discomfort because it's truly where the magic is. It really, it truly is what your soul might be waiting to have this experience to actually really experience your soul. Sometimes I would ask, I would get so stuck up on why, why is this happening to me? Why, why do I dedicate my life to learning nutrition, but then I'm still struggling? Why is this happening to me? And feel so much anger and frustration. And over time, I've realized every time I struggle, I get to know myself deeper. I learn about an emotion that I'm experiencing that I've suppressed and I begin to experience myself and my soul and what I'm really truly craving on a deep level. 
and it is so rewarding. And now I'm so grateful that my soul chose to struggle to be so passionate, so fiercely passionate about nutrition and learning. And my soul said, I'm going to take on this challenge and this desire to numb out from life with food so that I can experience what it's like to fight for myself and, and connect deeper and love deeper, love myself through the pain and the struggle and the suffering and have such gratitude for having an appreciation for my food and getting to connect with it. My body, it's so worth it. It is absolutely so worth it. So I know this is a sensitive topic today that I talked about because trauma can be such a scary place for so many people and my heart feels for you. I don't take it lightly at all. I absolutely don't take it lightly and I cannot, I can't say enough, get the support that you need. And if going into those past experiences is what's holding you back from the relationship with yourself, begin just getting to know yourself, spending time with yourself allowing just emotions to come in without story. And that can be enough. So I hope you found this helpful and insightful today. If you need support along the way, the Mastering Mindfulness Institute is the place where we allow ourselves to experience more love and connection. How do we create love? How do we create safety? We don't go into unpacking trauma or past experiences. I'm not a psychologist and I won't be. <laughs> I love you guys, but I'm not your therapist. But we do create more loving connection. And when we create that loving connection from the inside, we don't need food to create love and connection for us. We can enjoy it, love it, appreciate it, indulge in it because it feels good. But it doesn't feel like a never ending pit that we're trying to fill something it doesn't ever end up getting filled. So if you're ready, I want you to lean into those fears and do that for yourself. If you want to join us, check out the Mastering Mindfulness Institute. It's a beautiful, safe space for you to come learn, have a self-discovery experience. We'd love to have you there. We open up enrollment uh, quarterly. So if it's feeling like the right time or you just, or maybe enrollment is closed right now and you just want to explore and learn more about it, definitely connect with me. I'll hop on the phone with you personally. We can see where you're at, see if it's the right fit, a good timing. And if not take all this information and I hope it was helpful. Feel free to send me a message. I love getting messages, DMS on Instagram or an email or any way that you want to reach out, send a birdie, send a note, whatever. If it resonated with you, I love, love, love knowing there's people out there on the other end. I respond to everything. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.